from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 You just won a thousand dollars. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. All right, let's get it over with. Okay, so it's uh, tug of war day. Uh-huh. I love this day. And the last time you guys went at it in tug of war. Okay. So this was Maury and Mocha. Uh, the last time it was tug of war day. Ready? Here we okay, go. Gentlemen. Yep. Three, two. One tug of war. Okay, Mocha one. Okay, so, <laughs> so by the way, that giant thud—sorry, the giant rolling thud—was Maury's chest hitting the floor. Yes. Okay, so uh, let's go again. This is the sequel, the do-over, the deuce. This you never know what's going to happen. Maury Mocha tug of war part two. So Mocha, if you would like to go over there, there's a line on the ground right now. Maury, you know how to do this, right? You got to grab one side. What are you tying it around your waist? You let me do that last time. All right, go for it. You're all come All professional. Mocha, really? do you think that's going to help? I don't know, worry about it. Still. Don't even try to challenge that. <laughs> all right. Challenge that rule. Okay, so are you ready? Born. Yeah. Born ready. Gentlemen. Yes. In three, two, one, go. Oh. Okay, so hold on here. I that just what? What? I, 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 you, you, I didn't even say go. Oh, okay. Try again. Oh, I got a pain again. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so more, okay. more. just hit the floor. Okay, gentlemen, are yeah. you ready? Uh huh. In three, uh-huh. two, one, go. <laughs> okay, Maury just hit the deck again. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> what? what? You and still, <laughs> happy tug of war day. Look how long. Like, <laughs> all right, there I'll you see go. you next year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Do you uh, have any interest in hearing another letter that Maury wrote as an unsatisfied customer? Oh, <laughs> a strongly worded letter. Do you want me to tell you what he's unhappy about, and then you can decide whether you want to hear it or not? Sure. Chicken nachos. <laughs> Man, like... We've got such a big platform here on the Ronald Zamoga Show. And in two I, days, we're doing like a big 10th anniversary yes. celebration. Yeah, Big announcement at 7 a.m. and yeah. everything. Yeah. And this is what we're using the platform okay, for. Okay, yeah, because uh, I just read it. I just read it. So you let me... You give me... This is long, too. I'm going to try and pare it down here. So uh, Maury, Maury wrote this. Good morning, Maury, by the way. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Okay, so Maury wrote this. We are huge fans of your restaurant and love visiting during our trips to the island each summer year after year. 
Honestly, you guys have one of the best sangrias in the city. We do have a question about the menu and something that was brought to our attention during our visit this past weekend. We noticed that chicken is not offered with the nachos. We have visited multiple times back to back where we ordered nachos and added and paid for, brackets, chicken on the side to add to the nachos. This never seemed to be an issue during our dining experience this past Saturday. We were told by our server that this should never have happened and that you don't offer chicken on nachos and even paying for it and adding it to the nachos as chicken is indeed available as an add-on for other items on the menu was not an option at all it was eventually added and we were told that we quote upset the kitchen but they gave us our chicken but we're just curious if this is really the case as it seems like an absurd business decision as a whole I've never heard of a business turning away money from a customer for an item that they have in stock. And this is fine if this is the case. Maybe we just need clarification as to why we are totally not understanding this. And he goes on to say, blah, 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 blah. I love what you're doing in the place. Um, so how can you not allow chicken to be on their nachos? Just find a place that sells awesome chicken nachos and no, but go that's there. That's not the point. The point is, what is, is that the point? Tell me, explain the, what the point is. Have Samoka, chicken, if you have chicken available as an add-on yeah. for another option on the menu, yes. then why am I upsetting the kitchen and the waitress if I want to put chicken on the nachos? Because all that's available for the nachos for an add-on is pulled pork and beef. Yeah. Chicken is a staple for nachos. Well... You can, how can you not have chicken on your nachos? <laughs> I, as a grown adult, yes. can accept the fact that a place doesn't have chicken to add to the nachos, and I will just eat the nachos if I just want nachos. Then it's just or, chips and cheese. So what? It's not, or I will just put beef or pulled pork because I like both of those things right. as but, but well. But what if you really just wanted chicken on your nachos, though? Well, if it's not available at that place, I will find something else that will satisfy my chicken need at that place, and... Eventually, I'll find a place somewhere in the city that I can get great chicken nachos at. Okay, let me let me just let me let me present it to you this way. You, sure. You look at a menu. Yes. Okay. You see nachos. Yes. And then you see available toppings: beef. Yeah. And pork. Yeah. Give me both. Right underneath that, uh-huh. you see Caesar salad. If you would like your Caesar salad with chicken. It's this amount of money. Sure. Right side by side on the menu. Yes. Okay. So then you're like, hey, can I get the nachos, but instead of the pork or the beef, because I don't really want that, Jew, Muslim, whatever, right? Yeah. Can I get the chicken on the nachos that you have as an add-on for I the Caesar salad? I would say in most cases, and if like they if said you no... If you were to ask, in most cases, they would be like, yeah, sure, no problem. We'll see what we can do. But to say to you that they upset the, that you upset the kitchen? Yeah. Like, how can you, why am I upsetting the kid? You have chicken. <laughs> you have the item. Yeah. If I ordered the salad, yeah. I could have the chicken. Yeah. Sure, then order the salad with the chicken. <laughs> no, but I want it on the nachos. But no, but you, you can't have it on no, the nachos. You but you because can have it on the available. salad. Yeah. I think you're missing the point. No, I think you just need to eat more salad, bro. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Raza Mocha. What do you want to say? Hey, I am a long-time listener, and I've never actually been on this show, but I was outraged when I heard Maury's story. Oh, outraged for Maury or outraged because of Maury? For Maury. Oh. For Maury. So I'm, a, I, I'm an entrepreneur, and as a business owner, you should always put your customer or client first. Right. And what? I am just outraged that they have chicken as an addition on their menu for other 
items, but not. And I'm a huge fan of nachos on chicken. I'll give Maury that as well. Yeah. So I just had to call in because not many people side with Maury, and I'm outraged. (laughs) What is your name, sir? Alex. Outraged. Okay, Alex, I'm going to say something to you, and I'm going to say something to everybody in this room. Okay. And please, Maury, do not take offense to this. Oh. But is there a chance for the amount of times that you've gone to this place and have requested things that they don't normally do for other customers or at all in the restaurant, is there a chance that the staff there just don't like you? How is that possible? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, if you said that you've been there many times before and you've asked for things to be modified and you just become this big pain in the ass when they see you walk in, they're all back there rolling their eyes being like, oh my God, here's this guy again. What if they just don't like you and that's the reason why they said that you've upset the kitchen or you're you're causing havoc back or, there. But here not- comes that guy, just get his chicken ready. Right. But how weak do you have to be that not somebody very. somebody asking for chicken yeah. warrants a you've upset the kitchen? Like how weak do you have to be I, when I, that I, is bothersome? I wouldn't say weak. I would say how much do they actually hate you. That they would say that. They've never yeah. seen me. They're back there. Yeah. How can you hate Maury? Oh, God, dude, where's my Hold journal? On. Let me get the book here. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? What page you want to start on? Like from the beginning, because that'll take a while. Yeah. Why don't we? Okay, you start at the very, you start at the beginning, Mocha, and I'm gonna <laughs> and work your way back, and I'm gonna start at the feet and work my way up. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Cheers, guys. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. I'm just calling in because I agree with Maury. I feel like the the chicken should be able to go on your nachos, especially <laughs> if they're selling it on the menu to put on other topic or other items that they have. Can I tell you what I love about what I love the most about this? Okay, <laughs> is that normally with Maury's stupid letters that he writes people to try and get free things, um, it's very easy to just be a rational human being and realize how absurd he is. What I love about this situation is that it's killing Mocha because I know that he actually agrees with Maury, yeah, but refuses exactly. to say it publicly. <laughs> no, I don't. You don't at all. I don't at all. Yeah, I do. Look at your face right now. <laughs> I don't at all. You do. No. You do. But, but like, don't go as far as writing a stupid letter. Like, but what are they going to do? Okay, but let's not say you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you're not in a position to write a letter. Right. Maury, don't I screw this up for yourself, Maury. I'm telling you right now, man, he's almost on your side. Just shush. Okay. Don't screw this up for yourself. <laughs> it's, you can tell. Yes, very much. You don't have much of an argument against what Maury's, uh, like where his stance was on the on the chicken on the nachos. You're not presenting mm-hmm. a very convincing argument that you truly disagree with Maybe him. the chicken for the Caesar salad has already been prepared and is a part of the Caesar salad. No so way, because then more, it would get mushy. More mm-hmm. effort. Yeah. More time in the kitchen no, where they don't have a lot of staff. You're making a lot of assumptions that don't generally exist in a, in a restaurant kitchen. To take the chicken and chop Usually it up or shred it and chicken. put it on the nachos. You know how they make chicken yeah. nachos, Mocha. They take a piece of chicken, they cut it into like seven pieces, that? and they stick it on top if of the salad. it's not available on the menu. But it is available on the menu. No, no, no. Just not on nachos. Yeah, if chicken is not available on the menu for nachos, specifically... Right. 
then you should not but get upset and write a letter. He's acting like this. Like I understand, you know, you you go to these super fancy restaurants where they don't the like the the three Michelin star chef is in the kitchen and won't let you make any changes or substitutions to his like culinary yeah. sort of genius, because right? His creation, his creation. I get that. Yeah. I do, and I understand that world. I really do. This is chicken nachos. Mm, delicious. You don't get to do the, you're not messing with my recipe when it's chicken nachos. <laughs> if the vision isn't there originally. <laughs> Dude, just say you, you agree with me. Just this once. <laughs> the vision isn't there. Then you can't, you can't argue with the you chef. You can't. How, just come around to his side like once, once. And we'll never bring this up again. Just, just say Maury no. was right one time. If it wasn't available on the menu, if... Chicken on nachos wasn't available on the menu, even as an add-on, then you can't complain and you can't write a letter. Okay, so what if a restaurant offered poutine? Yes. Okay, so mm, let's say poutine. on the menu there was poutine. Yes. So it's fries, covered in gravy, cheese curds. Mm. What if I then said, hey, can I just get fries with gravy on the side? Yes. And they said, we don't offer gravy on the side. Then I'm writing a letter. <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> Thanks, Kathleen. Love you! <laughs> See you guys later. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Trying to not, like, just go off here, but... Oh, here we go. Me, give me a second. No, 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 no. I'm not... It's... it's you, there's a couple... There's words that I hate that have made their way into sort of the popular way that people speak and... They drive me nuts, and I refuse to use them, and I will call anybody out who uses them around me. Wow. Okay. One is man cave. It's a terrible word. Okay. Uh, the other is bromance. Oh, like what we have. No, hate it. Oh. Wait, you hate our bromance? No, or you hate the I word hate bromance? the word bromance. But you're cool with like what we have. I think people should be friends. I don't think you need to sexualize my male friendship. I think that it's weird when people do that. Why can't two men be close without there being a romance attached to it? Can't we just be close friends? That's what that's what that's what we're we supposed are. to do as people. So bromance is the other one. I love uh, bromance, and then the, the word adulting drives me more crazy than yeah, I think all of those I, combined. I really don't like adulting either. It is I can and, agree and, with and you when on I that. hear somebody say it, if I see somebody tweet something or put something on Instagram where they're like, adulting is hard. Adulting is fun. Look at us adulting. And they're at like some vineyard Niagara on the lake. Look at us adulting. Okay. Just you. Yeah, I okay. paid a bill today. Oh, I paid a bill. Adulting. Okay, just stop it with the, with the adulting. If you say it, you got to erase it from your from your 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 vocabulary. You really do. It's the word. It's the worst word ever. Um, because what comes with that is this sort of almost pride in a way of just not being able to do things that you should know how to do, right? There, there's no pride in being 26 and not knowing how to pay a bill, okay? Should have figured that out years ago. There's no pride in any of that stuff. It's not fun to adult, okay? You should learn these things. So I'm going through this list here. Yeah. Are you better at, quote unquote, adulting than most people? Let me read you this. I don't even know who put this together. Oh, of course it's BuzzFeed. <laughs> God, you hate us millennials, huh? <laughs> okay. So here we go. Okay. Uh, can you change a flat tire? Yes. No. Okay. Oh, they say only 20, 28% of people feel confident that they could do. Again, these are not things that constitute adulting. These are all things that you should just have learned while growing. 
Okay. Wow. Uh, do you make your bed every morning? No. Again, adulting. Look at me adulting. I made a bed. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> do you always Man. put your laundry away right after it's dry? Yes. No. no. Oh. No. No. Oh. Can you kill a spider without screaming? Yes. No. <laughs> do you regularly have the oil changed in your car? Yes. No. Can you fold a fitted sheet? No. Oh yeah. No, no that's impossible. Of course. Can you sew a button back on a shirt if it popped off? No. Yes. No. Do you know how to write a check? Yes. No. <laughs> Can you neatly wrap the gift? Oh, no. yes. No. I and, can, actually. And, and number one, and this, let me just, okay, number one on this list. This is like, to get to this list, people have to think that these things are part of adulting. Number one on the list. Can you swallow a pill fairly easily? No. Yes. No, I have to flop my head back five times. <laughs> five times? Yeah, with a glass of water. These things aren't adulting things. Maybe the article was meant They're to be not like adulting things. Sarcastic. No, these are just things as a person who grows up in a world surrounded by people that are interested in you and your development are things that you should already know how to do. These are not proud moments of adulting. If you're proud because you feel grown because you know how to fold a fitted sheet or sew a button, you f like you need to seriously reevaluate the other things that you've learned in your life. These aren't adulting things. These are just things. Can There's you nothing fold adulting. A fitted sheet? What? Can you fold a fitted sheet? Yeah, of course it can. You ball it up into a ball and you throw it in the bottom of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, let's get into it. David Mori decided after uh, repeated texts and not getting replies to call his number neighbor. Mm -hmm. So when Maury originally texted, he wrote this to one number neighbor. Hey, we're number neighbors. That's fun. We should hang out and be the best of friends. First of all, that sounds super weird when you say that. that nobody, when you read all the number neighbor stuff, when people were texting the person whose number is one digit off of theirs, nobody was weird about it. Everybody's cool about it. Why are you going to be so weird about it? And then he wrote back, this ain't fun if you don't write back. Jeez. Oh, you know, he said, it was exactly like that too, huh? A lot of people did have fun with the number neighbor thing, though. Sure. Like it took off on Twitter and having fun conversations. Yeah. But then when Maury didn't get a reply back, what did he do? He called them? He decided to call. <laughs> and oh, these are both um, 416 numbers too. Yeah. You got a 416 phone more? Good for you. Uh, damn it, Maury, the last digit in his phone number is the number four. So he called number three yeah. and number five. And here's what happened when he called number three. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Man, what are you speaking? Yeah, this is, uh, my name is Maury, and I've been texting you. We're uh, number neighbors, and I just wanted to know if you're getting my texts. Oh. Because I think that we should be friends. Uh. I mean, we don't have to hang out, but just text buddies. Sorry, don't call me again, please. Yep. See? Hello? Wow. <laughs> right. Damn, bro. You got a friend for life right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> and then David Warrior decides to call number neighbor number two, and here's what happened. Hello? Hi, how are you? I'm good. 
Awesome. Uh, my name is Maury. I don't know if you're getting my texts, but we're number neighbors, and I just wanted to know if you're getting my texts because I thought that's so fun. What? We're num- Who are you? We're number neighbors. Number neighbors? Yeah, like our, we're number neighbors. That our num- our neighbor- we're numbers that are neighbors. Phone numbers that are neighbors. Great use of words, bro. Yeah. So what's the problem? Explain it very We well. should be friends. No, I don't want to be friends with you. Like, no, I don't we know don't who you are. No, no, but we don't have to meet up. Like, just because we're number neighbors, we should text and see how each other's days are going. Well, where are you texting me from? Or calling me from? I don't know who, are, who I'm talking to here. <laughs> Your number neighbor. Like, I'm well, I'm not, a, uh, I'm not sure who I'm talking to. I'm not sure who's a number neighbor. Let me, okay, let's start again. My name is Maury, and we're number neighbors. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and people think that's cool to text their number neighbor. First of all, I can have a conversation. What should I tell you if I don't know I'm talking to you? Like, I say, okay, how are you doing? That's it. I'm good. What did you have for lunch today? Sounds like my aunt. Like, I was going to talk. Oh, yeah, like, like, you know, like what, uh, what girlfriends do, you know, just chit chat. Uh huh. You're single? No, I'm married. Oh, you're married. It's, it's probably, you and I can be friends because it's going to be a problem, right? I have a husband, you have a wife, and what kind of conversation? No, I have a husband. Have. I have a husband too. We can, like, you know, talk about how horrible our husbands are. Oh, okay. So this is the beginning of our beautiful friendship. I mean, we don't have to meet. We just have to text. Oh, all right. You don't. Oh, nice talking to you then, because I don't know who I'm talking to, but anyhow, nice talking to you. Okay. Well, my number was next to your number. I know. We're like it's like meant to be. We're going to become best friends on text. Okay, but uh, someday you need to see a picture of who I'm talking to. Oh, gladly, I'll send you a photo. Oh no, shirtless or not? Do you want shirtless? Pardon me. Okay. Well, let's let's begin our friendship on text. I'll go meet you there. All right. Thank you. What's your name? Janet. Janet Maury. Talk to you later. All right. Bye, buddy. <laughs> first of all, first of all, that lady's Guyanese. And she sounds she, awesome. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, she sounds like one of my aunts. My, I love my. The thing that I love is that it's the it's so creepy and it's weird, and she has no idea what she's going on. But the one thing she does know is that. She has a husband. You have a wife. That means the two of you cannot be friends. <laughs> Congratulations, Mark. That's what you said. It sounds like you got a friend for life. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Transat's luxury collection offers 40 or so hotels in 10 sun destinations. You, as an Air Transat customer, can enjoy exclusive benefits such as free access to the VIP airport lounge, Mm -hmm. option plus upgrades on Air Transat, and private round-trip transfers between the airport and the hotel. Yeah, there's also a ton of other benefits such as free Wi-Fi, unlimited gourmet a la carte dining, 24-hour room service, bathrobes and slippers in the room, and so much more. I cannot tell you that when you go to one of these sun destinations, one of these beach vacations, yeah. we all know the buffet and the buffet's awesome, mm. right? Like I love a buffet when I'm vacating. Who doesn't? Right? Of course. But the room service option yeah. is incredible because normally you don't get that at an all-inclusive. This, like, this, everything we just explained in the luxury collection, right? And all the benefits that you get and everything that you get at the hotel. This is what I imagine uh, it's like being someone like The Rock when he travels. Or like me. Or like you. (laughs) (laughs) Go to transat.com to check out all the resorts and to book your next luxury vacation. (laughs) Live like Roz. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a phone call. Hi there, it's Roz Amoka. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing great. How are you today? I'm great. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Deborah. And 
I know I'm a day early, but I thought tomorrow's going to be insane. So I wanted to call today and wish you guys a very happy 10-year anniversary. Oh, thank you so much, Deborah. We really, really appreciate that. How long have you been listening to the Roz and Mocha show? You know, I was just thinking about that, and I think it's probably about nine years, because I think my son was around 10 when I when I discovered you guys, oh, and wow. you've been making me laugh ever since. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, tomorrow is going to be bonkers. Uh, big exactly. announcement at 7 a.m. The biggest announcement we have ever made, the biggest thing we've ever done on the Raza Mocha show mm-hmm. uh, in the 10 years. Yep. And I don't know, man, Like I've been thinking about like lately as we creep up on tomorrow's mm-hmm. big show mm-hmm. on uh, yeah. just like everything about the show in yeah. the past yep. 10 years. And it's just, I don't know, man, it's just insane to think of all the things that have happened like in our lives during that time and things that have happened, uh, you know, with people who like Deborah, who listen to the show where they can go back in retrospect, think of where they were in their lives 10 years ago and everything that happened uh, over the past 10 years leading up to now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's so, it's just, it's mind blowing and it's heartwarming and it's all of those things. And because you did call a day early, uh, you don't get to find out what the announcement is. I'm no, so sorry about absolutely that. Absolutely, I don't. Uh, but we, but you do get to be somebody that we can spend a uh, little bit of extra time with to just thank you for sharing so much of your time and your life with us and the show. And we appreciate you probably more than you will ever know. And uh, we hope to be doing this for at least another day so we can get through the announcement tomorrow. <laughs> another day? No, well, come I, on, man. Well, I, I can't wait. I'm probably going to be in my elevator. Anything <laughs> that I say now is going to give a clue as to what the announcement is. So the only thing I'm saying is that I hope that we do this show for at least another day okay. so we can get through the announcement tomorrow. Okay? <laughs> Thank you, Deborah. You know we love you. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Damon Mori made his way over to Fan Expo in Toronto over the weekend to talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. Fans of all ages dressed up as their favorite characters, TV, film, video games. <laughs> I will say, people that show up for and do this cosplay stuff, yeah, like the amount of time and effort that they put in some of these outfits, oh, it's costumes, crazy. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Awesome. Fantastic. Roz, you are the Obi-Wan to my Kenobi. Excuse me. All right. We want- Did you just say Kenobi? <laughs> Don't, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Obi-Wan. Kenobi. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, ben Kenobi. Roz, you are the Obi-Wan to my Kenobi. All right. We want to find out what superpowers are we missing? What more do we need? Mine would be Lightman. So I could turn on and off your lights with my mind whenever I want. Uh, I think I would want to be able to shoot out any kind of soda out of my fingers whenever I wanted. Because then I would have unlimited amount of sodas and I could always refill my own pop and not have to pay for it. What would you be like? Uh, You'd be just like pop girl? Oh, yeah. I was going to be like soda mistress or something, but yeah. I like that better. <laughs> I think I would want to relive memories so that I can like experience like how I felt when my favorite video game first came out. Okay, what would yours be? Having a body surface that nothing sticks to, oh. so therefore I can eat my Cheetos and enjoy my video games at the same time. I would choose the power to convert light into sound. I don't know why, I just think that's really cool, and I don't think anyone has it yet. It'd kind of be like a... Achoo! 
or like a <laughs> or a, like a Krakatoa. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. All right, can I hit on you in anime? Oh, 100%. Roses are red, violets are blue. Ome wa mo shindiru. <laughs> Nani? Omae wa mo shindiru. Which I think translates to you're already dead. Uh-huh. All right, what would your power be? I'd like to be able to create water from my hands there. So I'd be able to swim around elsewhere. If I'm trapped somewhere, I can just make some water real quick just to drink. Hi, what's your name? Well, it's Spider-Man. And what are your thoughts on being kicked out of the MCU? It's great, because then I don't have to be Tony Stark's lapdog. Oh. Not the answer I was expecting. Ouch. I get to go punch as many criminals as I want without having to be on some payroll. Okay, well, I read about this on the web. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're doing there. You're spinning something. Okay, can I hit on you in anime? <laughs> yes. Okay. Roses are red, violets are blue. Ome wa mo shindiru. <laughs> oh my god, nani? Nani? Ome wa mo shindiru. Did I win you over? Um, yes. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> and mochas fix my life what advice can you guys give me okay so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix Roz and mocha got you Chantel, it's Roz and mocha wow do you have a story <laughs> yeah hey Chantel. <laughs> hi <laughs> So you wrote us this. Uh, Roz and Mocha fixed my life. My ex and I dated three times in a span of six years. The last time I thought was truly it. He's my first and still only love. A few months into dating, he took a job in Vancouver. You're in Calgary. And we did the long distance thing for about eight months before he got scared and ran. Ran because I started talking about moving there and taking it to the next level for us. I broke it off in March when he was unsure Uh, to keep it going. Monday night, he called and explained in a million different ways that I was, quote, (laughs) the one. Help me determine the next proper steps in our relationship for someone who had commitment issues and now wants to prove to me that he's in 110%. Chantel, how old are you and how old is he? I'm 32 and he's 34. I, I will say, I will say this. So do you love the guy? Oh yeah. Truly love the guy. (laughs) Yeah. Like I've, um, I even said when we ended things last time to him that I'm like, I can't even explain and put into words how much I love him. Like there's never been anybody else that's compared. During the time that you were on a break or you split up or whatever, had you dated anybody else? Yeah. Um, dated, just went on dates and stuff, had boyfriends and, uh, yeah. And, still just know we compare there was always yeah. that chemistry and like like the chemistry and connections insane between us and so, it's, okay. it's always been there is the only thing between you guys distance meaning there's no trust issues there's no you guys don't fight about things there's no anger issues like is the only problem between the two of you just the distance between the two of you yeah like i've always thought that was last time we got it right the timing was right and then he moved and that was the only thing like we just always got along. What other excuses has he given you when you bring up commitment? Um, it's oftentimes you're dealing with stuff like, oh, you know, just I, I, I'm, you know, I'm just not in the right place in my job right now, and like there's a lot of excuses that people can yeah. make, right, to sort of avoid uh, those conversations. Are you getting those or no? Is it just the fact that it's long distance? Yeah, he's always just said he has this fear of me giving up absolutely everything, yeah. job, family, friends, sure. guilt, going down there, yeah. and he just. It's not working, and he just said it was so too much pressure for him. Yeah, Chantel, the last time you talked, right? 
and you had this yeah. big, big conversation. <laughs> and yeah. you said that in your note to us that he wants to prove to you that he's 110% into this relationship and wants to make it work. Did the conversation at all include you moving to where he is in Vancouver? Um, it was honestly more like complete shock. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did say like I'm willing to work on this with baby steps, but... Yeah. Um, or I like, did you, another... because you brought it up to him before that you want to move and that's what scared him off. Right. Like, did he at yeah. all say, I would love for you to move to Vancouver and live here with me so we can finally get this thing right. Um, I think just, we both know that we want to like now, like put the real effort in or at least on his end, but he's, I mentioned it, like just kind of threw it out there and he's like, man, if I can have you out here next month, I would love that. Okay. So, so, so do that. So do that then. Yeah. So here's okay. So you, God, if if we don't let, and the problem with 2019 is that you you don't nobody's allowed to learn from a mistake. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes the greatest love stories happen after somebody has realized a huge mistake that they made, and to not recognize if he is legit saying to you, I can't believe I made the decision and said the things and convinced myself that I actually felt that way for whatever reasons, because I didn't want to have your life as a responsibility on my shoulders and have you move out here. So I blew it off. I, I, I torched the whole thing for him to then turn around and realize how much of an just insane thing that was to think and let alone to say to you and then to turn it all around and to come clean and say god i i made the biggest mistake of my life yeah and i just want you to know that i'm fully aware that i made a giant mistake i am in this 110 percent. what do we do now now at that point if you turn around and say i'm in vancouver next month let's do this if he then goes well hold on now here yeah. i didn't say anything about that <laughs> then, then you know you know you're not going to get what you're looking for but okay. to me, based yeah. on your conversation, it sounds like that's the direction that you both want to go in. So why not take the next step and start planning to move out there to Vancouver? Yeah. yeah. I haven't had like the, a big talk with him since then because I just had to gather my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but if it's something that you yeah. want, it's something that he wants, make it happen. Okay. He's the love yeah. of your life, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. when, you, when you close your eyes and think about your future, is he in it? Always. Okay. There you go. <laughs> ask, him, ask, him that, ask him that question. Okay. Yeah, ask him that question. <laughs> and then book a one-way flight from Calgary to Van City. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Okay, and even if it doesn't work out, whatever, you're young, it doesn't work out. So what? Yeah. We, every now and then you got to jump, and if you jump and it doesn't work out, you you rebuild, and that's what we do as people. Okay. Okay? Okay. But you got to take a chance, though. <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. All right, love. All right, thanks, Chantel. You take, take care. care. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Did you see this apology from uh, Lara Spencer on Good Morning America? I heard about it. I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, she had to apologize to Prince George. Well, I guess, and also because she was... What happened? She, she, made, say well, about- she made it seem that ballet... Because I guess Prince George... Yeah. She hating on the prince? Loves ballet. Oh, adorable. Okay. And so here, play the clip, her first clip, so it's, 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 uh, where she jokes about Prince George's... Uh, ballet on Good Morning America. In addition to the usual first or second grade things like math, science, and history, the future King of England will be putting down the Play-Doh to take on religious studies, computer programming, poetry, and ballet, among other things. (laughs) You couldn't contain how he looks so happy about the ballet class. 
George, Prince William says George absolutely loves ballet. I have news for you, Prince William. We'll see how long that lasts. Ooh, so I, I, when when I first heard this headline, I, I assumed that she was going to make some sort of joke like, I don't know, like ballet sissy or something like that, yeah. right? But I don't know if that was the outrage was... I don't was know. Was warranted? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Do you think she was saying it in a way... I don't know. That... Like he's into it now... In 10 minutes, he won't be? Maybe, but here, play her apology and then we'll discuss. The comment I made about dance was insensitive, it was stupid, and I am deeply sorry. I've spoken with several members of the dance community over the past few days. I have listened. I have learned about the bravery it takes for a young boy to pursue a career in dance. And last night, I sat down with three influential dancers who have lived it firsthand. Oh, man, she had to spend time with the dance community? I don't know if that's what she was, maybe, maybe, I mean, she apologized for so maybe that was what she's saying, but I didn't take it that way. Yeah, I just thought, and hey, listen, I am all for like when you have a kid, the only thing you want is for your kid to be into things, sure. and you as a parent just be there for the kid when they're into whatever the weird crap that kids are into. Uh, so but, much weird stuff. <laughs> but and and it is and it is weird. And your kid it's may fun, be though. into ballet, and they may be into this. And your job as a parent is to just help them navigate their interests until they find the thing that sticks. Totally. Now, the frustrating part about all that when you are a parent is that your kid's like, I want to do ballet. So you're like, game on. You go and you get the shoes, you get the tights, you sign them up, you pay for it. You're up at six o'clock on a Saturday morning. And then the following Saturday, they're like, I don't want to do ballet. Ugh. <laughs> okay. And then I you're bought like, all the stuff. Yeah, I bought all the stuff. And then you're like, okay, well, what do you want to do now? And they're like, croquet. And you're like, oh, hell, now I got to find a croquet league. Like, you didn't want to do soccer, right? Like, now you want to do croquet. Now we got to spend a Saturday morning driving around to different Michaels. Yes. So I, understand, <laughs> I didn't take it as that she was saying that ballet isn't for boys. And I didn't take it that way. I but think I everybody guess, just assumed but I, that. But, right? but she apposized for it. So she I spent guess the that's, weekend with the dance community. I guess that's so what. So that's what she meant then, right? Jeez, man. I, I, I didn't go too hard on croquet just then, right? I'm not going to meet with the croquet league over the weekend. Uh, you might have to. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian Croquet Association? I'm just, I'm just Listen, saying. That's okay. what your long weekend is now, bro. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I didn't watch the uh, new Dave Chappelle special on Netflix just yet. I watched it the other night. I actually turned it off because Catherine wasn't into it. She found it really offensive. Yeah? I, yeah, she was only half listening, so I don't think that she... And I don't want to say she didn't get it because that's really offensive. But I don't think that she was clear on when he was sort of like doing parody or saying things in jest to when he was actually being serious and giving his own opinions. She sort of walked in as he was saying that he didn't believe the people who accused Michael Jackson of molesting them. And that's a big part of the special. And then he gets into some other stuff too. Have you haven't seen it yet? No, and I'm a huge Dave Chappelle fan. Yeah. I'm gonna wait until uh, this weekend, a long weekend to watch it. It's a, it's a, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm with you. I'm a giant Dave Chappelle fan. And did it th- make you feel as a fan? Uh, did it make you feel weird? No, watching because it? no, because I know, like, I, I, I don't feel weird watching that stuff. Like, I, I, I don't watch a comedy. I watch a comedy special, and I judge it on whether it made me laugh. Yeah. I don't judge it on whether it's politically correct or like whatever their opinions are. Like, you say things to sort of get a rise out of people and to hopefully make people laugh and. That's that's just the design of those things. And just because I don't,
don't find something funny doesn't mean that it's not still a joke. Uh-huh. You know, and that should be the rule for everything. But um, but I think that you have a couple uh, a couple clips there of Chappelle. I don't believe these mother. And he's talking about the people who accuse Michael Jackson. Oh, and, I don't believe these mother. I do not believe. Let me qualify the statement. I, I am what's known on the streets as a victim blamer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody come up to me like, Dave, Michael Jackson was molesting children. Well, what were those kids wearing at the time? Oh, wow. <laughs> I could see why I, people would... Uh, yeah. But then again, it's that, like, if you know Dave Chappelle's comedy and you know him... Yeah. That may not, it may not surprise like, you and, yeah. to hear that from him, whether he and I believes even, that or not. And right? I even feel bad just pulling clips and playing them out of context, but here's another one. I don't think he did it. But you know what? Even if he did do it, you know what I mean? I mean, it's Michael Jackson. No more than half the people in this room have been molested in their lives. Oh my God! But it wasn't no Michael Jackson, was it? This kid got his by the king of pop. All we get is awkward Thanksgivings for the rest of our lives. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. If, yeah. No, I know. I know. I, if I was Dave's friend. <laughs> Yeah. And Dave invited me over to his place oh, and said, gosh. I'm going to run through this routine. Yeah. I want you to give my honest opinion. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is going to be recorded for a Netflix special. Yeah. That <laughs> joke right there, yeah. I would probably say, Dave, maybe ax that one. Really, huh? Yeah. Even for me as a big Dave Chappelle fan. Wow. See, I think that Dave Chappelle has hit on something, which is he does on stage in front of a couple of hundred people jokes that people are only really comfortable laughing at when they're alone. Like he's tapped into that. And I think that I that's, that's such a rare, it's such a rare because thing people are to scared. be able to do. Yeah, he's doing, right? he's doing the jokes that we now only laugh at or find somewhat funny. When we're alone, and again, Ooh, just because you don't find something funny doesn't mean that it's not a joke. And I do, no, f- I yeah, know. I know. But anyway, so judge for yourself. Uh, the Chappelle Netflix uh, special—it's was it Sticks and Stones? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Sticks it's, and uh, Stones. It's, it's on Netflix now. Just go and judge for yourself. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, can I get into this Joker thing for right now? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, did you see? You saw the new trailer? Oh my god, I watched it this morning. It looks so What'd sick. What'd you think? Oh, I love it. I was just reading an interview with uh, Todd Phillips, the director, and just sort of how unusual this movie is for a comic book movie. One, it only had a budget of fifty-five million, which is like a third of what well, even Aquaman was. Yeah, and that wasn't super even, low. And, and, that, in comparison. and that wasn't even. Um, there's nobody even fires a gun in the movie. I think in, for until forty-five minutes in like he said that it's a super slow burn it's and with De Niro in in the movie and he sort of plays that late night talk show host it's kind of a throwback to the king of comedy they said it's very much more like Serpico or Taxi Driver than it is any of the other comic book movies out there it's rated R it's not connected to anything else in the universe that it is sort of the Joker character lives in and so it is a big chance 
And I'm with, hoping it does well because I would too. like more of these. So m- when I first heard that they were doing this Joker movie, yeah. I was very skeptical because I was like, first, we don't need another Joker, right? right? The last one we got was Jared Leto and he allegedly sucked. Yeah. Because I didn't end up watching Suicide Squad, right. right? And I was living in the world of all these movies, especially like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The characters in the movies are all connected. They all mm. need to be connected in some way, shape, or form. They're right. all part of the universe. They're going to intertwine and storylines are going to cross. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, I'm like, well, where does it make sense in the DC universe, cinematic universe timeline? It, For me, at least, it didn't make sense. And then I watched the trailers and I was like, this looks badass. Yeah. It doesn't need to... So fall in that line play, at all. Play a little bit of the trailer. I think you do you have a clip of the trailer? Yeah, in there? Yeah. So play. In my whole life, I didn't know if I even really existed. But I do. And people are starting to notice. I think this is funny. Is this a joke to you? Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? Oh, so I, and I read, I read this comic, the comic that it's based on, right? Yeah. And I was like, I don't need a live action of that comic, right? Because I even watched the animated movie, and I'm like, that's good enough. But after seeing this trailer, my mind is completely changed. I need to see this movie. So IGN threw up a poll on Twitter asking who had the best Joker laugh. And they only gave you four options. So there was no Cesar Romero and there was no Jared Leto. But we'll get to that after. So your choices were Jack Nicholson, Mark Hamill, because he's a lot of people's favorite Joker, Heath Ledger, or Joaquin Phoenix. So, So again, the question was, who has the best Joker laugh? Yo, so where, hold on. Where's the? Uh, do we have the Jared Leto one? You put that one in. We'll do it after. We'll do. We'll get to Jared Leto at oh, the okay, end. Okay, okay, okay. He's, he's sort of the const- consolation because he wasn't in the actual. But we can include him if we want to in our poll. So let's start. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Do you have that there? I do. Okay. So let's go. Jack Nicholson's Joker laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, okay. I'm with that. I like that one. Uh, let's do Mark Hamill, the great Mark Hamill, because he was trending yesterday. I thought something bad happened to Mark Hamill, but oh. it was just everybody giving him love for Not his Not my Luke Joker Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Laugh> anyway. <laughs> He's good at it. He's, he's, he's really Mark Hamill's a great Joker. Okay, uh, do you now, have a favorite, by the way, in, in this list? Geez. Okay, so let's get to Heath Ledger. Okay, because okay, I have one. I won't say yet. <laughs> God, Heath was good too. Okay, and then finally, Joaquin Phoenix. All right, right. So he's good. And you want to throw Jared Leto in there? I mean, the walking feet, by comparison, when I hear everything. Yeah. 
But I'll tell you, when you watch that trailer for Joker and you see Joaquin Phoenix in his weird little body when he's walking down that hall and he does that laugh, it's terrifying. Yeah. Sounds like your laugh. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I didn't mind the Jared Leto laugh. I don't like it. You don't like it, huh? No, I didn't no, mind it. So, okay, like so it. what are you saying out of those four? Jack, Mark, Heath, and Joaquin. Who's Mark got Hamill's, the best Joker Mark laugh? Hamill's number one. Heath Ledger's number two. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then um, Jack Nicholson, number three. I was going to say Jack Nicholson, but that was the first time I ever heard Mark Hamill when you played it. Yeah. You might yeah. change my vote to Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill's the best. He's got the best laugh. What do you say? Yours um, is Mark Hamill? Yeah. Jeez, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Mark Hamill. And then that one scene, though, in the trailer where Joaquin Phoenix is walking down the hallway and he does that laugh. I know it. to listen to it in the clip that we have doesn't do it justice. And I real I think that that is I think that one little thing one little bit of that laugh may be my second favorite so far. I think not it's because really. I think it's the closest to Mark Hamill's. But not Jared Leto because it sounds like you. No, I like the Jared Leto. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> we got uh, two texts at nine two five triple five, and both of them say Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> that is the laugh. That's that right there is a laugh of a psychopath. Yeah, right? I, I agree. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life update. Hey Matt, welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good, great, buddy. So Matt, we wanted to do a follow up uh, with you on your FML, and uh, just to remind everybody again, this is what you wrote us back in November. You said, uh, "Roz and Mocha, uh, Fix My Life." Good morning. Uh, I'm Matt, 25 and a single father to my one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Her mother, my fiancé, passed away in early April. My question is, when would you guys say is long enough before you start dating again? Just too scared what people are going to think would love both your opinions. And we really talked uh, a, a lot about this um, with you on the show. And do you recall sort of how that conversation went, what you got out of the, what you got out of the conversation? I do actually. And, uh, it helped, it helped a lot. I find it's a very personal thing. And, and I remember, I'm trying to remember who the quote was from. Cause we were talking a lot about Patton Oswalt, the comedian who went yep. through, who went through something similar where his wife passed and then he remarried and he took a lot of heat for it. And within this article, there was a quote from a woman named Erica uh, Roman who said, said, how long should a widow sit in isolation before you are comfortable enough to release them from solitary confinement, which is a lot of people are, you know, sort of going to, you know, judge you and they don't want you to date until they're comfortable with you dating, which is a really weird place to be in as a person, right? Yep. And correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but did you not say that your your fiance's family was having a hard time with the talks of you wanting to get out there and uh, and meet people again, right? Yeah, it was a little bit of family, a little bit of my family, yeah. a little bit of friends as well. Yeah. But since then, it's all uh, it's all changed. Oh, really? Uh, I kind of I don't know. I made it obvious that really I didn't. I, not that I didn't care. I wouldn't yeah. want to say that I didn't care, but that uh, I didn't care what people thought. I guess. And uh, once once I released myself from that, I guess I feel a lot better. Um, I. I don't want to turn down any opportunities, so I've actually been out on dates, but I haven't met anyone that I would uh, consider going back out with or anything like that. Um, but really, what you guys said really burned into my head, and, and 
and it's true. You can't you can't live like that, and it's not right. But you, there, there's when you go out on these dates, the the wonderful thing is is that you're doing you're doing this guilt free, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And and you know we've said this to you. And we say it to a lot of people who are in you know similar situations or different situations when it comes to living with uh, you know grief or a kid or problems or divorce, whatever it is. And that is above everything else, above all your own personal problems and and influence from outside and family and everything else. Your only job is to just not screw up your kid, right? Exactly. That's it. Yep. That's your old. That's your number one job. Anything else you do, man. Eh. You can, listen. You can make your own mistakes. You can, but you just can't screw up the kid. Uh, nope. how, how's your How's your kid doing? Oh my gosh, she is amazing. Yeah, yeah. How old is yep. she now? Just over two now, right? She's just over two now. Yep. Okay. She, uh, she had a birthday in June. Yeah. And uh, she's starting to put together sentences. Uh, her new favorite thing is swimming. <laughs> oh, that's so, so cute. <laughs> like a fish. She's doing excellent. She's actually progressing very well. Uh, can you do us a favor here, Matt? And because you've gone through this and you've dealt with the with the, the loss of a partner and raising a kid, um, after the conversation that we had and you sort of getting yourself back out there, what advice would you give um, to somebody who may be in your similar situation? Take your time and feelings will change. Um, you may feel certain things because of uh, the certain situation. But in time, things will kind of fall where, where they will go. And, uh, and your life will, you know, if you live like that, then, then your life should, should fall where it should. Yeah. Hey, so now are, is your family or your fiance's family, are they uh, kind of like now, now that they've accepted that you want to go on dates and you want to get yourself out there and meet new people, are they now a little bit more encouraging of you getting out there and trying to meet somebody? Uh, not, not so much on that end. On okay. my end, yes. Uh, my parents are very, you know, they want they want to make sure that that I'm happy. On the other side, they're you know, they're more worried about what what's up with Mia and my daughter and and how how that might affect her. But I keep it I keep it out of the I don't connect any relationship uh, that I have with with my daughter. So you know, any at the moment at least until anything got more serious, then 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 it would. But until then. I don't want to screw up my daughter's life. Uh, hey, Matt, thank you so much for hanging out with us again and uh, rejoining us on Razumoka's Fix My Life for the update, man. Really appreciate yeah, I, it. I really appreciate us choosing me, and uh, it, it, it means a lot. Razumoka's Fix My Life on KISS. Hey, did you watch that uh, trailer for the Breaking Bad movie? Yes! Of course I did! As if they shot it already, too. It's coming out October 11th. That's Bro, like how soon, How do we not homes. know? In the in the world that we live in, yeah. how do we not know? And I was thinking about this last night. Like, did Walt and Jesse Pinkman troll us all mm-hmm. or hide the fact that they were making this Breaking Bad movie? We all knew that they were making a movie. No, no, no. But did they take our attention away from us thinking about it when remember they were a couple months ago they were releasing those series of like black and white photos, and then right. it turned out that they came out with liquor together? Right. Yes. They were filming at the same time, right? They I had to have imagine. In I wherever imagine. it was that they were, they were filming at that time and they took our attention away from the potential leak or talk of but a Breaking it's, Bad movie. It's interesting though because I thought about that. I'm like, how did they shoot this movie without anybody knowing? And I'm like, like nobody but, knew. No, but I'm like, but who really follows the life of Aaron Paul? Yeah, like nobody. He could be in college for all we know and nobody would know. You know what I mean? I like, he could, like, nobody knows what Aaron well, Paul's up to. Nobody knows what Brian Cranston's up to. The only way that they, that mm. would tip you off is that if he showed up bald somewhere. 
And he's been in hiding. But isn't he dead? Didn't he die in Breaking Bad? He did, nope. right? No, he didn't. Sorry. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Whatever, dude. It's like the, it's a decade old, for God's sake. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Okay. But didn't he die? He so didn't. I guess he didn't die. He Walt didn't, didn't die? He didn't die. He got like, he was injured. You don't see him actually die. Oh. The last, the last, cover your ears. Shem's like shake in the other room shaking his head because yeah. he hasn't seen the last okay, episode. Well, well, that's not my problem. <laughs> Just talk, okay? But the, I, he's laying on the ground in the lab that he was working in. Yeah. That, or I think when Jesse was working, when yeah. he was being forced. Yeah. By those other bad guys, yeah, and he was just laying there on the ground. I can't remember Dead. if he got shot or yeah. stabbed. No, he was still breathing, man. Oh, please! The camera was panning up. Walt's laying there on the ground. The camera's panning up, 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 up. So you get that aerial view, but you never see him dying. Okay, well, the the movie's called El Camino, and in the teaser, Great it's, car, by the it's way. Uh, Skinny Pete, I guess, being interrogated. Do you have the clip there? Do you want me to play from here? Oh, skinny Pete. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I know. I'm glad. I'm glad. Right? Yeah. So hold on here. Let me just yeah, get this for you. It. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me a second here. So here. You ready? Yes. Okay. Here. I don't know what to tell you. I'm here, here. Okay. So it's 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 an it's it's an interrogation room, and you don't hear any other cops, anything else. All you hear is uh, all you hear is Skinny Pete. I don't think he swears in this, but if he does, apologies. Okay, so here we go. All those lights, they love a light sound. I don't tell you why he said like 500 times already. I have no idea where he is. Don't know where he's headed either. North, south, west, east, Mexico, the moon. I don't have a clue. But yo, even if I did, who wouldn't tell you? Who? Because I've been watching the news, same as everybody else. <laughs> I've seen that little cage of his they kept him in. It's true. I heard about what all they did to him to make sure he kept cooking. I'm so sorry. I don't know what to tell you. No way I'm helping you people put Jesse Pinkman back inside a cage. No. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, what'd you do over there? Nothing. You all right? What'd you break? Um, That's fine. The music machine? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you are so Sorry. great. I was distracted. I was watching that Star Wars, the stupid trailer again. I know. The problem with the Star Wars stuff is that there's the new trailer kind of goes through like the history of Star Wars where they play some of the major moments from all the Star Wars past. And... I started watching. I'm like, oh my God, maybe they're going to completely ignore the prequels. And I was sort of happy about that. And then they showed up. Because I don't like the idea that Anakin Skywalker made C-3PO. That's dumb to me. I don't like that. I don't like that aspect of Star Wars. However, I am very comfortable with Ewan McGregor returning as Obi-Wan Kenobi for a TV show. Yeah, I like that Very a lot. cool with I that. I think that's a great, great, great idea. Because I think that now Ewan McGregor is at the appropriate age to do it. Yeah. I, 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 sort of seeing like a young-ish Obi-Wan Kenobi was a little bit off to me in the prequels. Now Ewan McGregor, because how old is Ewan McGregor? 
Somebody find that out for me. Like, how old's Ewan McGregor? Like, to me, Ewan McGregor right now is he's is a little a good bit, age. He's a little bit more grizzled. He's driving that motorcycle all over the world the way he does. So I saw this uh, kind of like timeline down on, a, on a Star Wars fan site uh, Instagram account where they're going through like episode one, two, and three, like where all the movies kind of fall. Yeah, he's, 40, in, he's 49 right now. That's the perfect age. 48. 48 in the timeline, right? And allegedly the Obi-Wan uh, show for Disney Plus is going to take place the same time, in the same time as when the Han Solo movie took place. Yeah, perfect. It's going to be there. Yeah. So after episode three... And before Rogue One. Right. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right? Yeah, yeah, After yeah. I'm Sith, fine with that. But before Rogue One. Okay. So it's just that kind of like timeline. Yeah. yeah. I'm good with that. I like that. I'm 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 okay. I'm okay with that. But yeah, yeah Rogue One was Rogue One was just awesome. I yeah. loved Rogue One. But no, I'm very excited, especially after seeing the trailer for The Mandalorian. I'm, I'm really pumped wait. to see what they do with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It was always going into this weekend when I was younger where I wondered if the girl that I was dating was going to dump me before we went back to school. Because she was like embarrassed and stuff? Well, no, not embarrassed. Uh Why would you say embarrassed? No, like she don't want anyone to know that you guys are dating over the summer when she goes back to school. And she wants to hook up with like the hot jock. Well, if you call that embarrassed, that's fine. I refer to it as something different in my head. Which is what? (laughs) Never thought I'd never categorize it because it hurt too much. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Hey. I still love you. <laughs> okay, never mind then. I'm summertime I got, though, no, huh? I got No, man. Now I got all those feelings coming back. Oh, like, sorry, dude. Okay, now I realize how many people were embarrassed to be with me. <laughs> I can't have anybody at school know about this. I always thought that they, they, didn't, want, they didn't want me, uh, they didn't want to date me during school because they thought that um, people were going to flirt with me too much and it was going to hurt their feelings. <laughs> So they save they save themselves. Ah, that's the story. The pain. All right, all right. But we can go with embarrassed for the purposes of this conversation. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it was always this time of year going ever- going into Labor Day weekend where I realized just how embarrassed my girlfriend was of me. Oh man, sorry, dude. Did you ever dump somebody after summer going into nah, the new school year? Um, geez. Or just in general, like end of summer, you're like, I'm done with this relationship. No, I was never that fresh start. No, because listen, when you're when you're a teenager and you know you still live at home, like you don't need a lot in life. You need somebody to make out with every now and then, <laughs> and that's really the extent of it, right? Like that, yeah. just like the fun stuff. Like you don't own a home together. You're not you know doing bills or balancing the checkbook. Like you're not doing any of that oh, stuff. Yeah, no. Like how hard is it to maintain a relationship at 16? Not that. <laughs> not at all. A couple of texts here and there, phone calls. Right. Maybe you meet up at the food court every now yes. and then. Yes. Yes. And try to not embarrass yourself. God, now my feelings are really hurt. Now I know definitely at least one person dumped me because she was embarrassed of me. Should we call her? No. Oh. <laughs> no. No. I'm just kidding. No. Bro. I apologize. No. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Netflix is um, debuting 10 movies in theaters this fall before they hit Netflix in hopes to get Academy Award nominations. 10. What? 10. Like how far in advance? So uh, that's going to that's gonna vary. So 
The films will be available in theaters anywhere between two weeks and a month before they're available on Netflix. Wow, two weeks. Um, so this will allow, hopefully, Netflix films to qualify for Academy Award consideration. The films The Irishman, the Scorsese, <gasps> Robert De Niro one, no, yeah. um, Eddie Murphy's uh, Dolomite Is My Name, uh, The King with Robert Pattinson, and who's the kid from Coming By Your Name? Uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Have you seen the trailer for that? No. Bruh. Is it good? Bruh. Yeah? I think yeah. it just came out yesterday. Holy. Like, see, I was going to say, like, how much do people want to see a movie in theaters knowing that it'll be in available on Netflix two weeks later? It is right? only to qualify for the Academy Awards. This goes against because, the whole business model. No, because to qualify for the Academy Awards, uh, a movie has to play in theaters either in New York or LA for at least, I think it's seven consecutive days. Oh, wow. Where, and you can't do like free screenings. It has to be like people are able to pay to go and see this movie. In the past... Netflix hasn't been able to secure their releases in sort of major chains down in the U.S. like AMC and whatever uh, because they refuse to, if you want to be an AMC, yeah. you have to guarantee the AMC that that film is not going to pop up on a streaming service in 90 days. So AMC wants a 90-day commitment mm. from studios. And most of the time, that's not a problem anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how they're going to get around that or they're still going to give them the finger on the 90-day window. But they're doing 10 movies, 10 Netflix See, movies this fall that are all going to be in the, theaters before the they're on Netflix. The one's going to be at the film festival. Yeah, the Eddie Murphy one. Did you With ever see Dolomite? The original nah. Dolomite, and even signing the original nah. Dolomite movies. Oh, nah. man, they're fun. I know Eddie Murphy like reference it in old stand-up specials and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I never watched it, but something like The Irishman, yeah, the Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so excited to see that. Yeah, I would actually pay money to go to the theater really? opening weekend, than to wait two weeks. For it to come out on Netflix. See, I'm the exact opposite of you. I can't wait to see a giant movie like a Scorsese movie with Pacino and De Niro. I can't wait to see that movie for the first time, like just sitting on my couch. I think it's going to be so weird because that's the kind of movie that you would only think that you could go to a theater to see. Like, I'm so looking yeah. forward to but, seeing and watch the trailer for The King. I will. Oh my God. It looks like. I don't like the, the fight scenes in it, and like it looks like. I don't know. Like, it, it reminds you of sort of like. It's got that Bravehearty kind of feel with like epic battles, and Robert Pattinson's got super long hair that makes him kind of sexy, and oh everybody's saying that, not just me. Really? Show me the tweets. Show me the comments. Maury, go tweet for me, please. So <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Do you know um, Dean McDermott and Tori Spelling are still together, right? I thought they got no, divorced. no, no, no. They're still oh. together. And I guess he does this podcast where he, it's called Daddy Issues. Yeah. And they talk, oh, they talk weird. I know, it's super weird. It's like, it's, it's him and like two other guys talking about just like dad things, but it's called Daddy Issues. Oh yeah. Ugh. And I guess on it, he talks a lot about their like private life with Tori Spelling. And I guess in the most recent episode, he talks about how they've done a Donna Martin fantasy like they've done like 90210 role playing. What? Yeah. Donna That's Martin. Weird. Right? Wait, but is he also Nobody playing? was into Donna Martin. No. She was always last on the list. Right? I think nobody Andre, was Andre into Andrea Donna. Zuckerman ranked ranked yes. higher than Donna. Yes. Yes. Donna nobody was into Donna Martin. But was he does he say like is he still him like Dean or is he playing 
like one of the other cast members. Yeah, no, he said that he was Dean. He oh. was himself. So he's still himself. I guess. Ken I don't Madonna. know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's, see, nobody, nobody was into Donna Martin, right? But you're right. Andrea Zuckerman, because in the later years on 90210, Andrea Zuckerman sort of like, you started to respect her, like her nerdiness. Like you started sure. to, 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 it took a long time to come around to Andrea Zuckerman, but you eventually did. Right, because but the, even still, even before the later years, I would say she still ranked higher than Donna. So as far as like the crush goes that you had, yeah. Okay, so who was so if you if we go through crushes because it's very easy to do the the dudes because everybody was just in love with Luke Perry, right? And it was always Luke Perry, then Jason Priestley, then then Steve Sanders. But then when Brian Austin Green got older and hotter, I think he leapfrogged he leapfrogged Ein Ziering. And then like when he started his rap career, like, yes, okay. And then don't forget about what was his what was uh what was what was his friend's name? Stevie. What was his friend's name that shot himself? Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert! At a, accidentally, but that was party. early. That was like season one, wasn't yeah. it? But what was his friend? Scotty, right? Scotty. Okay. So Scotty, low on the list. Uh, um, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Okay. So so you have those. So so when it came to the the, the crushes that you had on the women on nine hundred two one zero, I think it was Kelly was number one. Kelly was number one. Yeah, had to be, right? Kelly? But then, but then they brought in Tiffany Ambertheson. Yeah, so she brought in Valerie. You right? rank Valerie higher than Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, Tiffany Ambertheson. Yeah, on the, in the 90210 years. Yeah, I think she, she leapfrogged Kelly. No, I'd, still, I'd still say. Kelly's number one. You really, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Kelly would rank number one. Interesting. And then... Uh, I would even... Okay, call me crazy, but yeah. I would even rank Andrea Zuckerman yeah. higher than Brenda. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's shocking. You just didn't like her personality? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Really, huh? Yeah, because yeah, she was always like the stick in the mud on that show, always too. always complaining yeah, and stuff. Yeah, was, yeah, I know. It's not But for hot. dude, let's go through this again for the dudes. The dudes. So it was always Luke Perry number one. Yeah. It had to be Luke Perry number one. And, and I know Brandon? that there's people, I know that there's people that are, that were the massive sort of Jason Priestley fans because he's got those baby blues, right? But I would say that, I would say overwhelmingly it was Luke Perry number one, then Jason Priestley, then at the beginning it was Ian Ziering. And then Brian Austin Green, but when Brian Austin Green got older and hotter, he leapfrogged Ian Is it Ziering because Ian and Ziering became number three. In real life, was getting like noticeably older. I wonder if that's what it was. Yeah, because he was like fifty when he did this show. Oh right? man, oh, my God. that's so mean to Ian. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, when's uh, when's the first day of September? That oh, is Sunday. Sunday. Mm-hmm. What's your plans for the long weekend? Uh, I forget what you do when you have a two-year-old at home. I don't know. I don't even remember having a two-year-old at home. Your kid's nine and a half. Yeah. What do you do when you have a two-year-old at home? (laughs) Nothing. Like really. Nothing. Right. The routine doesn't change. No. Right. Like they don't know. go, Go to the park. Drive to another park. Yeah. And in between all of that, you clean something that he's destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Clean up the family room. That's just like. Full of toys. Yeah. Uh, go in the backyard and pick up dog poop that we didn't get a chance to pick up. Yeah. It's a solid long weekend plan. Cruz was running <laughs> around. No, but um, so I have the, my uh, core group of friends from high school that I've known since high school that I keep in touch with. Yeah. And um, 
hang out all the time, right? But as we all you know, got families and like established work and those hangout times kind of less and less and less, and now we only see each other maybe two, three times a year. Sure. So a bunch of them are coming over to our place on Saturday mm. to hang out. I haven't seen them since like April. You should get a nanny for all the kids. You guys should all chip in, buy a nanny, rent a nanny. What do you do? Hire a nanny, sorry. Uh, hire a nanny. It's, it's the terminology. I screwed it up. Don't hang me for that, okay? Uh, yeah, I've done I've done that before. It was interesting. I We went away one time. We went to a friend's cottage like up in Muskoka. And one of the sort of couples had a nanny, had like a live-in nanny. And so the nanny came up. And we all, when we all had little kids that were like two, they were like Cruz's age. Yeah. We all chipped in and just threw the nanny some cash for the weekend. And then all weekend, she just played in the basement with all the kids. They built like this big giant playroom. It was like daycare. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, wow. man, you should do that. You should do that. Hire, yeah. not buy. <laughs> uh, you should hire a nanny. Stay in the basement Just with them hot-ass the kids. Yes, man. Enjoy your long weekend. Because so, you got another one coming. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, you're not I'm out of the woods. In my head, when you were like, we just clean up all the stuff in the in the family room, I'm like, yeah, you got a couple years left of like just the, the, the ugly colored toys that don't go with any of your decor. Oh, That's what I hated not. the most. And I loved seeing Roxy play and all those things. Like, it was fun. She enjoyed it, everything else. But I'm like, there's so much stuff in my house right now that it just clashes yeah. with oh everything. Like, you oh. spend so much time, couch color, paint color, curtains, all that stuff. Not just and that, then, but and like, then you have, just don't do anything. And then you just have, like, a <laughs> giant thing that they sit in, like the baby Einstein kid jail thing that just sits there, covered in mashed up num-nums. And you want it out of your house. Scratch. You're not even close to being no. out of the woods yet. No. Not even close. Our ETA on the out of the woods is like five years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the ETA right now. <laughs> Look at Maury's face. Children. <laughs> uh, and then, you just wait. And you then just Sunday wait and Monday is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I got yeah. the best advice for over the long weekend from Roz because my dad's hosting a, a, what do you call it? A potluck. potluck. Yeah. yeah. And I had no idea what to bring because like we don't want to eat the food that the rest of my family is making. Because you're pretentious. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. And so Roz was like, why don't you just order like five large pizzas and have them sent to my dad's place? So I told my dad, that was the greatest idea of all time. Yeah. When you go to a potluck, everybody, the problem is that everybody always either brings crap or they bring the thing that they spent forever cooking that just doesn't taste that great. Yeah. Right. Like I've, I've got, I've been in so many potlucks where they're like, you got to have the pulled pork. And I'm like, I'm not eating that. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm not. I, it's, it's not for me. You're I can like, smell oh, it from sl- here. It's slow cooked for 27 yeah, hours. No, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not eating that. <laughs> but when you go to a summer potluck, people always appreciate if somebody at the potluck just picks up their phone and orders five large pizzas yeah. at a summer potluck, those pizzas are appreciated. Oh, yeah. Because pizza's pizza. Who doesn't like pizza? Oh, come on. And I told right. my dad about the plant base, and he's like, oh, the kids will never know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. People never know. What do you have for the long weekend? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just going to chill out. We're yeah. just going to, yeah, we're going to do all, all the back to school shopping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do oh, last week. Oh, my God. Minute. We do last week. right back to school on yes, Tuesday. Yes, baby. Yes. Oh, enjoy the last days, y'all. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Sean Mendez 
launched his foundation yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, listen, I, can I pause for one second? Yeah. Because, okay. So, Sean Mendez launched his foundation. I'll get you to explain exactly what it is in one second. But when Tell I me. read that, when I read that description of yeah. what the foundation is, I, don't get me wrong, I love that Sean Mendez has a big heart. And I love that Sean Mendez took a look at the world and was like, I got a ton of money and I'm not going to be one of these people that doesn't do anything with it. I have a ton of influence. I'm not going to be one of these people that doesn't do anything with it. Um, so I'm going to launch a foundation and I'm going to do as much good as I can with the time that I'm on top when somebody hands you the keys to the kingdom. It's all about what you do with those keys. And I yes. like that what Shawn Mendes is doing. However, however, yes, the description <laughs> yes. of the Shawn Mendes foundation to me is very much like the Zoolander school for kids who can't learn good or whatever the hell it was called. So... My question before yes. you said all of that right, yes. is the Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, because yes. I'm still trying to understand what the foundation is, where the money that Sean Mendez is going to raise for the foundation yes. is going to go to various so this is the description charities correct it's not focused on one no, thing this is the this is the description because okay? i read the press release this is what makes it sound a little zoolandery okay tell me sean mendez launches the sean mendez foundation committing over a million dollars in funds raised supporting causes that affect his audience so that's where so, the confusion came into play for me. Supporting causes that affect his audience is like saying raising money to give to everything. Yes. Right? Like But is essentially that what it, like is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Like he's just raising money to it's, then it's money that's raised. So he's, he's they've committed a million dollars. And he's to, gonna take that milli and like <laughs> spread it out <laughs> over various I don't. I Things don't know. Yes, so, that are important to his, his audience, fans, his right? Audience, yes. Okay. But what could that be? Like, because there's like, you know what I mean? Like, are you talking college tuition for somebody that affects his audience? Are you talking? You know, my shoes are too small. Like, like at what? Like, like where? I, knew, I need. I need the new Jordan Force. <laughs> jo- Jordan Force. Right? Sean. My parents won't give me Sean. money. Jordan Force. Right? Like those are like, like how deep into the things that affect his audience are we going with the funds? So the first two campaigns, it says here, uh, will be launched in tandem with Toronto Sick Kids Children's Hospital. See, and that's Reaver, a good one. Okay. A nonprofit environmental organization that advocates through concerts and music. Right. Okay, cool. Okay. So kids and the environment. So I'm thinking that, not- it, As it should be. I'm broke ass. I need the new- <laughs> Right. AJ Force. Right. Because if you if if somebody like Sean Mendez, like this is that Stan culture has its good sides and bad sides. But if, if Sean Mendez was like, hey, audience, what are the things that affect you? You're going to get some people that start throwing some really crazy ideas and yes. ways to spend Sean Mendez's money. So leaving it that open or wording it that way to me was a little odd. Okay. Let me read you this text we got, okay? Okay, yes. 925 And I think that this person was really excited about the Sean Mendez Foundation okay. until we fully, fully explained. Okay. And I'm sorry if you're disappointed right now. Yes, what did they say? The text at 925 reads, yeah. LOL, I fully thought when you said Sean Mendez Foundation, you meant a makeup line. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying, right? 
Okay. <laughs> Words matter, right? <laughs> this Causes is, this matter. Is, this is what I'm saying. Like when you go, when, okay, I'm like, you have to be, it, it helps in situations like this to be clear when you're dealing with an audience like that. Like it really, it really does. But good for you, Sean Mendez. You're a great guy. Oh yeah, and my God, dude, we when, love you. When you got that power, you use the power for good and just do your thing, man. And just don't stop doing that. Never stop, never stopping, as they used to say, right? I'll, uh, I'll end with this. Sean Mendez Foundation, it says here, $1 from each ticket sold from his upcoming Rogers Center Stadium show, September 6th in Toronto. Um, proceeds and donations from the foundation's brand partners, Tim Hortons and Roots, will go to the foundation at the uh, Sick Kids Charitable Giving Fund. There you go. Fantastic organization. Great way to spend your money. And it's not makeup, just it's to be clear. foundation. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right. All here right. we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, she said. Woo! All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, Mocha, are you ready? I'm you jumping up ready. and down. I'm ready. I'm ready, man. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, so Pete Davidson is in a lot of trouble from a lot of people on social media for Again. well he went on he was doing a show a comedy show uh, at the University of Central Florida and i guess that people in the audience students in the audience were filming it with their phones and he stopped the show to cuss him out and he wound up calling them the r word so here's that film everything but not enjoy the show for Like maybe well, get it's, it's that sort of uncomfortable thought. thing where, where when you're there, because I've been in a room where comics have sort of done that where they cuss out a heckler, but then you're like, the heckler sort of had it coming to them, everything else. Yeah. But like when you're there and then they sort of start with that, like you think that maybe he's leading up like it's a bit, like, yeah. like he's sort of doing a routine, but then it kind of just goes on and on. And that went on for a long time. Really? Yeah. Like it went on for a long time. Because you're at a comedy show. So you expect the, yeah. that everything that they're presenting to you is part of a part of a bit, right? Yeah. And I guess, and, and also the sort of ironic thing with it is that, you know, he stopped the show to cuss people out for filming his show on their phones. And now he's in trouble for calling them the r word that was captured on somebody else's phone yeah right like it's ugly when comics do that man Oof, it's an ugly situation some of the fallout like a, a, a lot of great things happened when disney took over for the movie catalog of um fox films yeah so if you get Disney Plus, you're going to get access to all the Disney stuff and all the Fox stuff, everything else. The problem now is for theater owners, especially sort of second and third and, and, and rep run theaters, like the small theater chains okay. that play back catalogs of movies. Because now what they are told, much like Disney, they can no longer book Fox back catalog movies. 
So really? when every now and then when you see like a theater is going to be playing Home Alone over yeah. Christmas, not anymore. <gasps> no more Die Hard at Christmas. No more Home Alone at Christmas. None of those old back catalog movies from Fox. The only Fox film, there's one that theaters are allowed to book. One film in the entire catalog that theaters are still allowed to book. And that film is? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Serious. That's the. That's so nothing the, else. Nothing else. Why? Because all of it's just going to be available because, on streaming. Well, because Dis- Disney's done this forever, right? Disney's done this forever. Like you can't go. That's why you know you won't see Cinderella, the original Cinderella. Oh, yeah, because it's theater. Cold, locked in the vault. It's locked in the vault. So wow. Disney has a vault, and they're very protective over their properties, and they like to say when they come back to theaters. And so you've never been allowed to book these Disney movies. Vault. Not, I mean, yeah. Hard drive. Hard drive, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, TSA, the uh, Transportation Safety Transportation Safety Administration in the U.S. Yeah. has banned when you go to um, Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars park at Disney. Yeah, you can buy these Coke cans that look like the thermal detonators from Jedi. They're round. Yeah. Right? I don't, again, trust me, I know what they look okay, like. Okay, so they're these round, and it looks like a, it looks like a round Coke can. It, yeah. It's like it's red and white and everything else. Uh, TSA has said that you are not allowed. Those are banned on flights. <gasps> You're not allowed to bring it in your checked or carry-on baggage. Well, what if you can, like, prove that it's from No, it's because they say, here's what, here's what they say. TSA officials uh, say that the thermal detonator Coca-Cola bottle sold at Galaxy's Edge Disneyland and uh, Florida and Hollywood. They say the souvenir collectible bottles will be prohibited on U.S. flights because they look like replica explosives. Quote, replica items are not allowed on aircraft. It could create concern that it's the real thing. So I guess when it goes into the x-ray machine, somebody who works there will think that this person is actually carrying a thermal detonator onto an aircraft. What if you take it out of the bag and show security? No. And say, look, this is in my... It's not how it works. Not how it works. Oh, so man. no thermal detonator souvenirs uh, allowed. Uh, Kelly know. Clarkson's new show, her talk show, starts September 9th. And she was talking about her schedule. And one of the sort of great things when you're Kelly Clarkson starting out is that you can call a little bit of the shots. And this is the one stipulation that Kelly Clarkson had when building the schedule for her new show. I also think that family is um, very important and, and I want to make sure they come first. So, you know, when we were doing the schedule for the show, I was like, I have to drop my kids off at school. Like, I don't want somebody dropping them off. Aww. Isn't that great? So she built a schedule around that. Oh, I was interviewing Maria Bello. Is that Maria Bello who was on, not CSI, what's that other show? What's that show with Mark Harmon? What's that show called? Oh, NCIS. NCIS. So they've been doing that show for so long. And NCIS is like the biggest show in the world, right? It has been for years. Yeah. Um, and all their spinoffs. When they are so efficient with the way that they film that show. Yeah. That everybody who works on that show goes in when regular people go to work in the morning and they're all home for dinner. Oh, wow. Normally, TV shows are like 12, 13, 14 hour days. Yeah. They do, they've managed to work their production. So, the vast majority of people, the main cast, yeah. are all home for dinner at the, uh, at the end of the day. Wow. She was, yeah, she was saying that that's why nobody, leave, nobody wants to leave that show. Oh, because the so way, that, the way that, show, that show is, you're on a number one show and you're also home by six o'clock every night. Yeah. Unless you're so doing great, night though. shoots or whatever it is. Wow. Yeah, no, that's great. So, uh, Kelly Clarkson, again, her brand new show is uh, September 9th, is when that starts. Tell me, tell me. Rob-
Roundhouse and Mocha Q&A. Before we roll into this week's Ask Razamoka, I have three podcast reviews that I'd like to share with you guys. Please. Hi, Dan Mori. Hi, how are you? Good. So these are, of course, from Apple Podcasts. Feel free to leave your rating or review if you have not yet done so. Um, this one comes to us from Smooth Cool Dude 69 <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love the show. I do a lot of traveling for work, and the podcast is on my radio the whole time. Keep up the great work, guys. Mm-hmm. Heather Hunter 2019 writes this. If you aren't listening to the Raza Mocha podcast, you are missing out. I always catch myself crying and laughing to myself at work, listening. My coworkers definitely think I'm crazy. No. Team Smooth Cool Dude. <laughs> smooth Cool Dude number three writes, actually, sorry, their name that they left is Smooth Cool Dude number three, Raza number one. Wow. Okay, the subject line is best podcast ever. Hey, Razamoka, I've been a big fan of yours since 2016. I'm in Vancouver before I was listening to you guys on the radio, and I didn't really know who you were until one time I realized that your show makes us laugh and I enjoy listening to you guys. I started doing some research until 2017. I found your podcast. Since then, I've been on the podcast, and now you guys are dropping twice a week, and I'm really happy about it. You guys are the best. Keeps me going while I'm at work. It makes me happy every time. Also, you guys help me a a lot when I was having a really hard time dealing with all my problems when I was down. You guys made me laugh. Even I listened to the old podcast for the third time around and wow. it still gets me. Roz, my man, smooth, cool dude. You're my favorite. <laughs> I learn a lot from your advice on life whenever you share your knowledge and wisdom. Mocha, my man, you laugh so infectious. Like your swag, bro. Oh, wow. God bless you guys. Also, shut up, damn it, Moy. Well, have a good day. Uh, wow. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate the time that you guys take so to very to write, detailed. Yeah, to write these these reviews. reviews. Get on Apple Podcasts yeah. and uh, leave your review, and we'll read them on future episodes. Okay. Ask Razamoka. These are your questions from Instagram at uh-huh. Kiss925. And we're going to say hello to Samantha, who's going to ask her question to us with us on the phone. What's going on? Hi, it's Samantha. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? Doing great. What is your question for the Razamoka show? Um, I asked, how do you find the right balance between work and family life and trying not to be too tired in front of the kids? <sighs> so well, how do you, how do you what? How do you find? How do you find the balance be- oh, yeah. between uh, work and home life? Well, I, she's, I mean, if I don't <laughs> think that there's one answer for that. Those are sort of, as I'm sure you're learning in your life, it's it's really up to the individual to determine what the, the the right balance is for you. And I work a lot. I do this show with um, Mocha, and then I go and do ET Canada, and I get home at about 6.30 every night and try and do a little bit of homework with Rox, cook dinner, and then she goes to bed. So I don't see my family a whole lot. And You're working. Your work day, yeah. start to end, is... Well, 16, no, 12. 13 and a half is I'm usually out of the house. Hours, yeah. I'm usually out of the house for about 13 and a half hours. Um, and I'll tell you, I struggle with that because I want to work hard because I want to be able to build a great life above and beyond, uh, you know, and I have a real working mentality. I come from a working class background, but what I struggle with is in all of this, while I'm working so hard to do so much, Am I ripping my family off because I'm not around? 
And when I am around, I'm every single day, I'm the most tired I've ever been in my entire life. Oh, yeah. And so I wonder, I struggle with that. I, I struggle with, am I ripping them off by, by sort of choosing to do this for, for, if you ask me, for them. And they will, they will turn around. how do you get over that feeling? That's you don't. How I feel. You don't. Oh. You, don't many, get, you don't get over it. How many kids do you have, Samantha? I have two. I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old. Okay. And are you married? Are you in a relationship? Are you single? He's my fiance. Okay. So, so it's a two y'all raising two kids. And what is your work life like? We work at an auto plant. So we work shifts. We work okay. two weeks wow. of days and two weeks of nights. Yeah, you're going to be tired. And like any parent out there, no matter how many hours they work or how much time they spend with their kids, they're going to tell you that there <laughs> is no work-life balance because you are constantly thinking about it. You are constantly struggling with that. And you're always going to be tired. Like everybody goes through that. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough that, you know, when we end the show, I can go home right after and spend the entire day mm-hmm. with my family but with that, I still have like other work to do. So I'm constantly on my laptop, but also want to make sure that I'm spending time with my wife and spending time with my son and making sure that things in the house are still getting done between my wife and I, you know what I mean? Like there's always, always something to do. So you're, I mean, everybody's in that situation and you just have to remember that you're not alone. That, that feels good. <laughs> I'll tell you, a couple, a couple of tricks, the things that you can do is one. I don't, I don't bring it home with me, mm-hmm. and it, it sort of pisses Catherine off a little bit because she will always ask me about my day, and I'm just very reluctant to answer anything. I usually just say, "Day was great." Day was fun, day was fine, whatever. And it kind of pisses her off because I don't elaborate because she shows an interest in my day. Uh, but when I get home, I the one thing that I don't do is I don't unload on the household if I had a crap day, you know? And I don't yeah. come in and I don't unload on the household if I had an exceptional day because the other people who were there may have had a crap day. So I sort of leave work at work and I don't like talking about work. Like when I'm at home, I don't like discussing work. And one of the sort of things that we do is uh, the way that our house is sort of designed is we're kind of on top of each other all the time. And there's just constant communication between the three of us. The only place in our sort of space that is kind of secluded is Catherine's office, but you can still talk back and forth from the main sort of living area of the house. And we had an option, we have an option to sort of get move out of this place and get a bigger place. Yeah. And I don't want to because I don't want segregated space to be an option for us, yeah. especially at this point. Maybe later on, but right now, I like the fact that if I need to do 10 minutes of work, I can just sit there and I'm literally five feet away from Roxy while she is reading a book or doing whatever. And as I'm working, we are still in constant communication. Yeah. There, there is no, I need to disappear for an hour and do something. So when we're home, the, the, the way that I deal with it is that when we are home, the moment we're home to the moment we go to bed, we are all on top of each other. Yeah. Like we're in the same living space and we're constantly talking. Yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, part of the reason why my wife and I our family moved from the house we used to be in to the house that we just got like six months ago mm-hmm. was a complete opposite. Whereas our old house, there were rooms and walls everywhere, right? right. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, this house that we're in now, it's way more open concept. Yeah. So if you're standing in the kitchen, you can see what's happening in like three different rooms at the exact same time. Yeah, And it's 
way better that way. Yeah, for yeah. us at least. Yeah, you just got to stay on top of each other, and you, you have to, you have to, just you have to have fun. You can't go home and be miserable. Yeah. Right. Everybody has a miserable day. Everybody's tired. I always say this because people around me tend to not want to say that they're tired because they're like, oh my God, but I'm not like you tired. I'm like, I don't own tired. Yeah. You can be tired and frustrated and feel like you're overworked and you don't spend enough time with your family. Everything you're, you could, we, we all have those feelings. I'm happy to talk to you about that, but I don't own tired. And the thing that you have to do is just figure it out. You have to figure out what works for you. And for me, I make sure every night, every night we laugh. Like we have such a good time at home, whether, no matter what we're doing, there's I'm always going to be entertained and I'm always going to try and be entertaining uh, to my girl and my kid. And we laugh constantly. And it doesn't matter what I did during the day or how tired I am or how much of a crap day I've had. Uh, when I get home, we laugh. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Does that help? Oh, yeah, for sure. You right, guys good. know that it was like Christmas night last night for me going to bed. So excited to talk to you guys. Oh, <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> Uh, well, it was uh, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Well, thank you for calling. Hope that helped. Thank okay. You for doing the ask for uh, ask for Roz and Roca. That's amazing. Oh I my love God, listening of to the podcast every week. Oh, uh, thank you very much. We love great. you lots. Thank you very much. All right, right take on. care. Bye. We didn't involve you in that morning because I know you just don't like to spend time with your husband. So I was my. If you did ask me, I was going to say I. We bought the place we have because there were many doors. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Alex yeah. asks if you had to pick between traveling the world slash country for a week for work every week or working a crappy nine to five that paid more. Which job would you do? Sorry. Say that again. Emma, if I had to choose. Yeah, between traveling the world, yeah, for work, yeah, every single week, okay, or working a crappy nine to five job yeah. that paid more, yeah, which job would you choose? A crap nine to five job that paid more. Yeah, I would do the crap job that paid more <sighs> Dude, as well. Traveling sucks because and you have that experience. Yeah, working for ET Canada, you travel a lot, and even like back when we started this yeah. show, you traveled the most that I had ever known you my yeah, entire no, life. It's uh it's not cool. It's but not room no 100%. Is great. Yeah, but you wind up paying for that though. Well, I guess if you travel for work, do you not get to expense that? If you travel for work, do you get to expense that? No. No, you don't. There you yeah. go. And you miss out, like, much like we were talking to Samantha about yeah. family time and stuff, you miss out on exactly. a lot of that, right? Yeah, you do. I couldn't do that. Yeah, I, don't, no. I, don't like, I don't like traveling as it is. I don't, rather, like, I don't like traveling for vacation. Like, I'd I don't rather, like traveling wait, for what? fun. At all? I hate it. I hate Really? Traveling. For fun? For fun. I hate traveling. Oh my God, I love traveling. I, I've been to, out of, even all the places in the wonderful sort of vacations that we've taken as a family, yeah. have I ever had more fun on one of those vacations or enjoyed myself more or been more relaxed than I would have been had I not gone? The answer is no. Oh my God. Is it, <laughs> is it the being at the airport? Or? No, it's everything. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, like being, I like my stuff. I like my couch. I like my bathroom and my fridge. And I don't, I, hotels are fine, but it's just a pain in the ass. Like I, I've just traveled so much that to me, the idea of even going to an airport, there's no fun or joy in that at all. It always feels like work. And then even when I'm there, I don't enjoy it. I will say this. I prefer traveling for work more than I do traveling really? for fun. Wow. I don't have fun. I like going somewhere with purpose. I get so bored. I get so bored. I was in, I was in Rome and I had a great time in Rome. 
But I'll tell you, I'm in Rome and there are priceless works of art there. We're in the Vatican. We're looking at historical mm. pieces. I'm standing at the the, the, the the foot of the Colosseum, uh, the Pantheon, all these places. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I can do that for about an hour and then I get bored. Really? Yeah, an I get hour? Bored. An hour. I, I, I oh get bored. God. I want to go for lunch. Like, I just want to go for lunch. <laughs> I just want to sit and have a drink. Yeah. I don't want to walk around anymore. I'm fine. I get it. Like, I'm like, I can get a handle on a place real quick. Yeah. And when we were in Rome, I had a great time, but I was like, you know, we went to all these joints and I'm like, God, I'm bored. I'm like, how many, <laughs> how many what, do, what do you get left on this list here? Six? I'm bored. <laughs> I'm go back to the hotel. Yeah, I'm like, I'm bored. And I'm you didn't even just... post any of that on your Instagram. No, this is before Instagram. Oh, wow. There that was, long ago. There was no Instagram when, uh, when I went to Rome. That long ago. It's yeah. been around that long, right? You're such a jerk yeah. sometimes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you choose? Why you choose traveling, right? I love traveling. Yeah, I love yeah. traveling for work. I love getting to the hotel. You know what's going to be behind the store. You have no idea what the what's room's going to be look. behind this door. <laughs> it's always my favorite when you open the hotel God, room what door. What is with you and doors? You freaking love doors. When huh? you open the hotel room door and it's like a surprise. What's the room? Yeah, it's gonna it's look what's like? not behind that door, and that would be your husband. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you love traveling so much. <laughs> Leah has this question: What do you want your tombstone to say? Oh, like here lies dot dot dot. Yeah. Yeah, but the dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Actually, that's exactly what Maurice would read. <laughs> but here lies, dot, so dot, right. dot. You're so right. You're so right. You're so right. Yeah, and, and, here, and here lies will be spelled wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I, I don't know what I'd want on my tombstone. Wouldn't yours just be like, stop standing on me? No. No, because I'm, I'm not like a, I'm not a grumpy person. More, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually quite a happy guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? 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 Oh, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> what? What? Jeez, man, you two jerks. <laughs> You're what not you coming to my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hope I get to be a pallbearer at yours. Maury, you will never be anything. Bro, you're not swole like, at all. Like, you're going to draw that man's casket. No. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. No. Like maybe I'll get to speak? Nope. No. There will be clear instructions for you to actually not have any involvement in my funeral if I were to pass. Well, the good thing is you probably would have, you you wouldn't know, so I'll just talk to your mom. It's what do you okay. mean? Oh, no, it's written already. Oh. Yeah. Oh, damn. That part anyway. That's the, I, 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 st- I got, I, I have one point. I have my list of like, if I die, yeah. and no, just number one on it is don't let Maury do anything. And then I haven't, <laughs> and I haven't got to the rest. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Yeah, I don't, I haven't got to, I, I haven't got to the rest huh, at all. I had to I don't know. have something written on my tombstone. Um, he made people laugh or he made people smile. Yeah. Oh, you. Yeah. Right. I would agree with that. Yeah, come on, Maury. We all know yours. Here lies. Here dot, lies. Dot, dot, dot. dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nazim asks, I'm pretty sure, didn't we ask, answer this question before? If you find a genie mm. and you can have one wish mm. and you can wish for anything except for more wishes, what would it be? Example, they can bring back the dead. You can get infinite money. You can be anyone, be with anyone, have anything, be anything. What would you ask for? Well, if, if, if infinite money is a possibility... Then it would be infinite money. It would be infinite money, and that is as if having unlimited wishes. Because with infinite money, infinite money, you can do anything. All your wishes could come true. Yes, Right, I would say like, I would you, ask if, for infinite money. If like, and I don't, and I don't just mean for selfish reasons. I mean, if I suddenly wanted to build a children's hospital and hire the best doctors in the world for more money than they've ever made, I can do that with infinite money. Yeah, well, right? he gave you the answer. 
What? He kind of gave us the answer. Yeah, there is no better wish than infinite money. What would your answer be, Mark? I was going to say, like, you know, no debt, but then I guess with infinite money, you can pay your debt. Yeah. So yeah. you would just wish for no debt, Jeannie snaps his finger, or her finger, and wipe out all of your debt, but you, you're you still like broke ass because you're terrible with your money now. But then I hear the infinite money thing, and I'm like, okay, I could just pay off my debt. And, and keep in mind, I'm taking this over, I'm taking infinite money over bringing back people from the dead. Oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. Because right? there's no guarantee with that. Oh, and the sad thing about that is, like, if I brought back my dad, Papa, who I was, like, best friends with, there's yeah. no telling whether or not we'd still get along. Correct. Yeah, he may think you're an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> Here lies, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, Jessica Lim, this is a great question. Okay. If the three of you, mm-hmm. Roz, Mocha, Dammit, Mori, could interview anyone in the world and had to collectively agree... Who would you choose? And had to collectively agree. Yeah. Would your answer change if the question included dead or alive? I think let's, it should be alive. Let's just say alive. Yeah, let's say Okay, alive. so collectively, the three of us, mm-hmm. we could interview one person in the entire world. But we all have to agree. We all have to agree. Okay, I'll throw out some names and we see. Mm-hmm. Okay, Barack Obama. For- no. No. Mariska Hargitay. No! no! Why would we want to interview her? What would you ask Barack Obama? Just out of curiosity. Oh, no, I would not. I'm not doing the interview. We just have to agree you do the interview. No, but what would you... What Why would not you, me? What would you ask? No, like, I mean, you as in the show. Like, I just booked the guest. What would you ask Barack Obama? Oh, my God. Did you really enjoy being president? Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Great interview, bro. Yeah. Solid. <laughs> Man, stay by your phone. 60 minutes can be calling you for a job. I hate a great question because what? what if he's like, you know what, honestly, no. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like apples. Apples. <laughs> I love apples. Riveting. riveting. Thank you. More so more is like writing notes. <laughs> apples. Yeah, yeah that's but, great stuff. Yeah. There's two peas in <laughs> apples, by the way, man. <laughs> What's your favorite thing? He's like menthol Newports. Yeah. <laughs> Used to smoke yeah. those in Chicago back in the day. Oh. Now that I'm not president, I'm menthol Newports all the time. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he did. Eh? For his first term, he was still smoking. He yeah. Was still, Remember he there was, were pictures would, of him yeah, like he, kicking it outside, yeah. outside of the White House, yeah. just leaning up against the wall? Yeah, just having a, having a butt. Yeah. That's so great. Well, stressful job. Um, <laughs> I let's don't see. Know, man. Who do we, who do we, uh, oh, we choose? God. Like we have to collectively agree, right? My it number seem one. too difficult to collectively agree though. My go-to always yeah. is either The Rock or Jay-Z because I'm just like big fans nope. of both of them. No. Nope. But I know that you would never no. agree to that. I mean, The Rock, sure. He's, he's a great guy. We, and, and, you, and, and we could get a lot of mileage out of a Rock interview. We really could. Uh, Jay-Z, no, I have no interest in Jay-Z. Jason Momoa. No. Ross talked to that. Jason Momoa, like, how many times? Like, three times? He's so fun. Two, three times already? Yeah, he's fun, but, meh. Who? Betty White. No. Who would be it? Didn't she die? No, she, she did died die. last week, didn't she? No, she did. I I have a memo. My phone would be buzzing. Hey, do you know who I think that we would have a really good time with? Who? If it was sort of, if we were just allowed to sit and have a conversation with them open and honestly, and where there was no sort of outside influence of parameters around the interview, I think we would have a great time with Aziz Ansari. Oh, yes. I love Aziz. Yeah, I think we would have I think we would have a great time with Aziz and sorry. 100%. I, we talked to Aziz twice 
for the Raw's Mocha Show. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did. And the first time was amazing. He was really, really nice. Really, really funny. And it was mm-hmm. like he was promoting his uh, Canadian tour. And then the second time, I can't remember what it was for. He was okay. I think maybe he was having like a bad day or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think after everything that happened and just him as a person and especially watching his last That's what I mean, based on Netflix the last Netflix special. Yeah. Special, man, that guy has changed. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. would love. Yeah, because he's a different guy than he was back love then. Love to talk to like an unfiltered, yeah. honest Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Kanye? I think oh, man, have, I, I want to talk to Kanye good, for I think years. we have a good Beyonce. time with Kanye. No. I, you know what? You know, interviewing Beyonce is not fun. No, but again, no parameters. Yeah. No, even still, I was get, I would not want to interview Beyonce. Why? And I'm a big fan of hers, but I, I wouldn't. I, over all those other names? Absolutely not. Yeah. You'd be, I mean, don't nervous. get me wrong. When it comes to the show, we would get a ton of press simply because Beyonce doesn't do interviews. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no, like, no, like, like, like there's, there's things like that. Like, yes, if you had to say, put something together that's going to get you a ton of mileage for the show, 100% Beyonce because she doesn't do interviews. It would be amazing if she, you know, that kind of thing. But that's not, I'm just talking about somebody that we would all gel with. Mm-hmm. Like that we would all just sort of be like, yeah, I think you Kanye, know I think we gel really well with Kanye. Yeah, my well. problem is this though, is that I, I would like to ask Kanye a lot of things that I I don't think that he would answer. Like, I have a lot of questions about their life. Mm. Kanye would not... Oh, oh, no, sorry, Kanye. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Jay-Z. Kanye, I would love to talk to Kanye. I think that it would be wild. I think that he is... um, Yeah, I think it's incredible. It's weird because he did... Kanye recorded a podcast with Joe Rogan and it never surfaced anywhere. And I don't know why. But apparently How he long did ago? like months and months and months really? ago. I remember Kanye, yeah. they promoted it and it never showed and it up. Never, and it never popped up anywhere. And I, I was looking for that because um, I'm just like, that That would have been like incredibly huge. Yeah. And it would just always just pop up in your feed as soon as you Googled Kanye. But I was looking at Kanye stuff not that long ago and I was like, yeah, what happened to that interview? And I don't know what happened to it. But, uh, but yeah, Kanye, I would say he's a fascinating individual. And I think that Kanye is best served when he is medicated and clear, but still a little bit Kanye. Like, did you see the Kanye interview with David Letterman? Uh, it was great. The Netflix one. Yeah, it was great. Netflix one? Yeah, it was you awesome. You know what? I it never was, got around to watching that it one. It was great. No. It was really, it was really, really, it was really just, and There's some great. funny stuff in there too yeah. where he was showing Letterman how to yeah. get dressed. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really great. Watching Kanye just sort of cruise around his house is wild because it's not, he doesn't have like this stuff Kanye thing to him. He's just like a regular dude. Like it's really wild. It's really, it, he's a very interesting individual. I like Kanye a lot. Um, I remember Aziz Ansari told it was on one of his comedy. Can you hear my stand-up. stomach? Sorry, can you hear my stomach? Mm-hmm, I can. That's not doing it now. Sorry, go ahead. Growling? Yeah. You want an apple? You need to eat, bro. I know. Eat I have half milk. a piece of I cheese left. I don't. I don't want an apple. Okay. Milk? Were you gonna give me milk? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what am I? It's, it's, it's six good, weeks. It's good for you. First of all, Why are you it's drinking thirst milk? Question. Milk. It's it's thirst quenching. Yeah. And it would like satisfy your hunger. A I judge adults who drink milk, you man. Drink a so milk in? I, no, I, I, I said really I offered do. him an apple. Oh, an apple. Who I said, said milk? But I, I, I did. I said you need some milk. No, I judge adults who drink milk. Like if you're grown and you have a glass of milk, you are weird to me, man. Really? Like you are weird. I accidentally poured milk into a glass the other day. Or actually, not the other day. Not that long ago. And I was like, well, I'm not going to dump the milk down the, the drain. Yeah. I might as well drink it. 
Yeah. And it was a hot ass day. How did you accidentally pour pour milk? That's like when people go to the hospital with stuff in their butt and they say they fell. <laughs> right? Like like we no, all know. I, was, I don't know. I was We I all was know you didn't fall, son. Put something else in my uh, out of my butt. <laughs> I was going to pour, I don't know, juice or something else into yeah, the glass. Yeah. And for some reason I poured milk. I don't know why. <laughs> I anyway, you. I didn't want to dump the milk down the sink so yeah. i drank the milk and on a hot ass day a whole <laughs> glass of milk yeah man let me tell you it was refreshing no, it's not it goes disgusting. well with certain foods like no, lasagna it no it doesn't more no it oh doesn't my god no right, let's move no remember when the kenny rogers roasters opened up in front of kramer and, and he, he got colored <laughs> and he lost and he lost all the all, all color and what did he put in his cereal Tomato juice? Tomato juice. Right, yeah, because oh, you could only so see gross. white. All the red was white in his world. Uh, Tyler asks this question. What was your favorite book as a child and why? Also, is it still your favorite book? Ooh. I don't remember many, many books. Nah, I mean, I had a, growing I had a, up. I had a book that was the history of wrestling. <gasps> and it um, it was a big, thick, hardcover book. Yeah. And it was had black and white pictures of every wrestler that really was popular in the world and a description of like where they were from and a big write-up and all this stuff. And it was like, it it was from, like it ended, it was only as current as maybe 1983. Oh, wow. Right, and then everything else before that was was all these all these wrestlers. And I used to go through this book, man. Like it was my favorite thing in the world, this yeah. wrestling book that I had. Now it's when I was younger, right? Because I was so obsessed with wrestling. And that, I think, was my favorite book for a lot of years. I took that book everywhere really? with me. Yeah, Aww. everywhere, yeah. And it was huge, too. It was massive. It was like a big, giant, thick, hardcover, beautiful, beautiful book. Really? Yeah. Where yeah, is that, it now? I, you don't know, right? I don't know where it is, to be honest with you. And, I, and, I, and I'm sort of pissed that I would have got rid of that, but eh, whatever. Have you asked your mom? Maybe she's got it, like, packed in a box. doesn't have any of that stuff. No? No, where? Tossed it. She doesn't have any of that stuff. Oh. My mom doesn't have any of that stuff. Uh, David Moore. Like, I'm assuming we're talking about, but like when you're like a child, child. Sure. Well, what do you, what do you consider mean? to be a kid? No, like because I was like going to say, adult child? <laughs> I was going to say, like, <laughs> I was going yeah. to say, like, love you forever, or like any Robert Munch ones, or the Green Eggs and Ham were the ones I always remember as a kid. Okay, I like those two though. Yeah, there was one Mortimer like, <laughs> in the dark, dark house. There was a dark, dark room. Behind the dark, dark room, there were like dark, dark stairs. <laughs> no, remember that? No, nope. you guys never heard that. The the dark, dark house. You've said that already. Yeah, that's a book. Yeah, or a nightmare. I can't remember. No, that's a nightmare. A <laughs> that's a nightmare. Hold on. That's a book In from your memory, dark, dark, not from the up. world. In the dark, dark. I'm gonna find it. Yeah. Uh, in the dark, dark. I think it's house. Okay. Book. Okay, hold on. I'm going to find it here. Uh, was it? Excuse me. God. <laughs> I told you. Bro, I told you, man. You need to drink some I, milk. I, I said hiccup verb. <laughs> I'm not doing well over here. Okay, okay. hold on. Here. Uh, do you ever do the, that? You ever hiccup and accidentally burp a little bit at yeah, the end? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, okay. Uh, in the dark, dark. That, yeah, <laughs> town. Dark. There was a dark, dark street. And in the dark, dark street, there was a dark, dark house. And in the dark, dark house, there was some dark, dark stairs. And down the dark, dark stairs... There was a dark, dark cellar. Why didn't and somebody in the dark, the dark cellar, three skeletons lived. This is like a real That's book. the story? Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's the only one that I really remember as a kid. Oh, God, I, I love that one. I remember one about, did you remember the one where the guy had a room full of popcorn? 
Yeah, that's the Bible. <laughs> In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth, and then he popped some corn. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. All right, every week you're going to see yeah. on Instagram, Ask Razamoga. That is where you can ask your question, and we'll have some fun and answer your questions on uh, future episodes of the podcast. Don't forget, rate, review. Apple Podcasts is where we get those reviews to read, but wherever it is that you uh, get the podcast from, thank you very much, and feel free to share the link with all of your friends. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.